Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole Wright. <laughs> Good afternoon. Welcome to Connection, and uh, we just praise God for you. Welcome to another episode. Uh, we have been talking about reset, and we're going to continue with that today. We're talking about reset to redemption, or what are we redeemed to? And uh, the first thing we can do is, if you want to go get your Bible, we're going to look at a couple of scriptures. We're going to look at John three sixteen. Uh, have you ever heard of that verse? Seems vaguely familiar. <laughs> Seems like it's probably a pretty big one. Yeah, I, it's one of those that's pretty important yeah. in the Bible, I think. But anyway, we just welcome you. Thank you for joining Hi. us. You can always uh, find us on ConnectionShow.org. You can watch other uh, shows. You can listen to the shows. Uh, we are also are on uh, several radio stations, and you're, we just welcome you to connection what we're bona fide <laughs> we're bona fide we're on several places that's awesome <laughs> and we welcome anybody that's coming back and watching again and we just praise god for you the purpose of connection is to connect with you and really to help all of us connect more uh right. with jesus and god's really been moving already in it and just we've been hearing testimonies we've been hearing people that are just uh, very pleased with what they uh, saw. I know I heard several people say that, man, that show really blessed us. And uh, so we hope that it blesses you today also. And let's just jump into Reset. So uh, John 3.16, one of the questions is, uh, and you, I'll let you read that and answer the question, but we, we covered this before in Reset, but we want to kind of talk about for a few minutes, what is Reset? What exactly is Reset? And one of the things to examine that is this, is in John 3.16, what was the real bottom line for Jesus coming to the earth? Why did he come here? So you want right. to handle that? So John 3.16 answers that for us when it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him, I did it again. <laughs> we went back to King James. <laughs> that whoever. whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So, <laughs> sorry, I messed myself up. <laughs> Last time we read this, we switched back to King James, and we whosoever and everlasted and <laughs> stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, it tells us, you know, the question is, what is the purpose of Jesus coming? And that scripture right there tells us that, you know, he loved us so much. God loved us so much that he sent Jesus for yeah. us so that we cannot perish, but have that eternal life with God and have life. Right. A lot, of, a lot of times people will uh, say that Jesus came just to wipe out sins or they came, he came to forgive me. But if you actually look at this, you see that the end result was that Jesus came to fulfill the heart of the Father. And that heart of the Father was this, that we would have eternal life. Right. Well, then that. That's what he was getting at, is for us to have eternal life. And that opens up another couple of questions. Number one, what is eternal life? Mm -hmm. Number two, when does it begin? Because even if we know, like eternal life, we're in eternity now, right. actually. We're actually living in eternity right now. But uh, a lot of times, even though we kind of know that, most people's focus is somewhere off in the future, sweet you know. Bye -bye. Yeah, it, the sweet by and by, and they're always focused on heaven. And yet, 
Jesus' purpose was for us to have eternal life right now. Yeah. So, but our perception of what eternal life is uh, might be a little bit different. Oh. So what we want to talk about is what is that? And in John 17, 3, uh, it tells us, and God actually, Jesus, red letters, says yeah, it. Yeah, he says, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Um, so, yeah, it's it's knowing that, the you know, eternal life is forever. It's, you know, the moment you say yes, I mean, before you're in eternal death. So, right. you know, the moment you receive Christ as your Savior, your eternal life begins. You know, because we're supposed to live now so that we can show others who God is. You know, because if we're walking around not living, what kind of witness is that to God? Exactly. But as soon as we accept Christ, we start living in his eternal life. You know, because one of my favorites is John 10, 10. It says, I came that you may have life and life in abundance. He wants you to have it now. He wants you to have that abundance now because you're a yes. walking, talking witness for him. Yeah. So if we're not truly living, that's a that's a witness. Well, and one of the key words there in John seventeen three is that they may know you. Yeah. The only true God and Jesus Christ. Well, that word know we've talked about it before. It is uh, in eternal life. It's talking more than just having a trivia knowledge of God. Right. Or knowing about Jesus, and it's more than just him being your friend. It's an intimacy. Intimate, uh, yeah. This is talking about an intimacy with God. Uh, here's one of the things that, you know, the intimacy that they're talking about right here is the same kind of intimacy when a man knows his wife. And, we're, you know, he's talking about getting to know them so well. You know, I think in another show, Nicole and I were both uh, kind of saying what each other were thinking. And why is that? Why does that happen? Because we have an intimacy where we've gotten to know each other so well, we know what each other is thinking before we actually say it. That's what it's supposed to be with God. That's the way that it's supposed to be with Jesus. And when we move in that kind of intimacy, now if you work that backwards, so eternal life is this, having an intimacy with God, and that is what Jesus came to, is bring that fellowship back to humanity that had lost an intimacy. We, that's what he was after. He wasn't after just you having a ticket punched and going to heaven. He wasn't after answering all your questions later on in the sweet by and by. He was after bringing you to the place where he really could be daddy, right. our father. And so then we you know, studied the scriptures over in Revelation chapter 2 that talks about you have left your first love. Repent, go back to, and go back to that first love with Christ. And the first time we ever fall in love is when we can love, and that's after we've accepted Christ. So the thing about this is, the thing about reset is, we are going back to the way that God had designed it to be, which leads us into today. That's what reset is, resetting to an intimacy with God. Today we're talking about we are reset to redemption. And uh, we're going to look first here at this verse in Hebrews uh, chapter 9 and verse 12. It says this, that with his own blood, and this is in the New Living, with his own blood, talking about Jesus, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered into the most holy place, 
once for all time and secured our redemption forever. Well, that sounds awesome. Like, I, you know, you read that like, yeah, he did it. He, he secured <laughs> our redemption. And then it's like, what's he talking about? <laughs> I'm like, redemption so, to what? Yeah, that's a good question. What's that he, is a good question. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm so glad I A asked. lot of people talk about redeemer and redemption, but mm-hmm. what does redemption mean? That's, that's a really a big question what does i was going to take a drink i'll put it back what (laughs) what does redemption mean you know well um, and well i mean you think about it as soon as you accept christ you're going into that and you or when you go back to reset fellowship you're going into that or that original fellowship the way it was supposed to be so you're redeemed back to that first relationship that first original relationship that happened in the garden you know and you know when i think when i just imagine Adam and Eve walking and talking with God. I think of this. Yeah. You know, yes. I think they're so close that they can, yeah. you know, that he can put their ha- his hand on them and they can hold his hand and, yeah. you know, they can love on each other. Um, and it's it's a real, true God. It's not just a, a figment or an imagination of, you know, we're worshiping a God, you know, the idea of a God, but it's yeah. a real ditty. Yeah. It's, you know, somebody that you can connect to, you can relate to, you can converse with. Yes. You've got everything that he designed you to have. So you've got that original healing. Think about it. They, they never hurt. Yeah. They never had a sniffle. They never had anything that wasn't absolute perfection in their life in every area. Yes. Be it spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, everything was the will of God within them. That's what we're redeemed to. And that's what we're supposed to have now. It's not just, you know, one day when we get to heaven, we'll be in a renewed body. We will. But we can have that body now. He's redeemed us to that now. Amen. Well, and the word redemption in itself talks about uh, really, uh, if you boil it down to two different meanings, one is either we are, we go back to the origin, go back to the beginning, or it means that you are bought back are you are it was purchased for you to uh, go back to your original position so what we really need to do is examine what was original not in our head right because we're running we, we talked about uh, the telephone game the spiritual yeah, telephone yeah. game all the way from Eden to now what are we redeemed back to what are we bought back to uh, what was the original condition, not just in our head, what's the original condition in God's mind? In other words, when he says, I've redeemed you, what was God thinking about? Not what I think he was thinking about, but what was God actually thinking about uh, when he said, I'm your redeemer? When he said, Christ is your redeemer, what was he thinking about? Not, and so I was pondering this several years ago, and one of the things that came up was, um, I was, I was sitting there, and I really felt impressed that the Holy Spirit asked me a question and said, um, you know, I think I was thinking about healing at right. one point, and he said, what were you redeemed to? In other words, he said, what were you redeemed to uh, in healing? And so I had to think, if I'm redeemed, what am I redeemed to? And when I thought about that, I thought, well, they, if I'm redeemed, then I'm taken back to a place. Then I started thinking, what place was I taken back to? Because some people, you know, I guess they try to place that in all different places and areas 
But if he's my redeemer, what was that original place? And the only original place where the curse came in was in the garden. So the redemption was to the garden fellowship, the garden relationship. And in the garden before the curse, we know that sickness came because of the curse. So I knew as far as healing goes, what I was redeemed to was a perfect healed state that belonged in the garden. That's what Jesus paid back. So the other side of that was like I was, you know, dealing with this was years ago on our finances. And then the Holy Spirit started asking me that question. I, you know, one month I was talking, thinking about this. One month I was thinking about finances. And the Holy Spirit again said, what are you redeemed to? And I got to thinking about that. And as I was thinking about it, I thought, well, in the garden, I already knew the place now that the redemption I was redeemed to. But in the garden, there's two places I can look and see the will of God perfectly laid out one was in the garden before the curse and one's in heaven right and i know in heaven and in the garden there's no lack and there's no sickness yep so i went well man this just helped my theology this helped my doctrine just you know completely open up yeah well and then when we started talking about reset and we started talking about an intimacy and a fellowship with God, I think this was the ultimate question God was getting me to was, what are you redeemed to in terms of fellowship? And we've already discussed in previous episodes, and definitely go back to connectionshow.org, watch the other shows, catch up to this. If, you, if this is your very first one, definitely catch up. But in, in that reset, one of the things that we saw is that to a believer... Having an intimacy with God, going back to your first love, was more important than anything you're doing in ministry, anything you're doing at all, in your home, anywhere. Your your reset fellowship is the most important thing because Jesus said, if you don't get this right and if you don't go back to that original fellowship, that original love, I will remove you out of your place, even though you're doing great things. So which is more important, your intimacy with God that he paid for, the end game that Christ was working on, was it the intimacy with God or is it everything we're doing? Intimacy Intimacy. is more important. That intimacy is more important than us doing this show. That intimacy is more important than uh, us doing anything. We need to be in an intimate fellowship with God. And so when he asked me, what are you redeemed to in fellowship? I had to go back to the garden and look there too. Right. And so uh, for the rest of this time, let's let's look at what are we redeemed to in terms of fellowship. So I know you're going to look at Genesis. Let's go back. Yeah, and uh, Genesis 4, verses 10 through 15. This is in the New American Standard. It tells us, he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you cultivate the ground, it will no longer yield its strength to you. You will be a vagrant and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is too great to bear. Behold, you have driven me this day from the face of the ground, and from your face I will be hidden, and I will be a vagrant and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. So the Lord said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance will be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord appointed a sign for Cain so that no one finding him would slay him. And that, that part of the scripture that says, and your face 
from your face I will be hidden. You know, even Cain and his and his, you know, craziness and his sinfulness realized, you know, I don't want to be hidden from your face. Right. I need you. Even though he had right. messed up and knew that so much was wrong. Right. He's like, please don't hide your face from me. Yeah. Um, even even though he was under the curse. Yeah. Even he, though he was under the curse, he was a murderer. He did not have Jesus. Yeah. We have Jesus today. That's right. If you're born again, we have Jesus. But even with all that, he still was in the face of God right. before this moment. And what he was saying is, that's about to change now. That that whole intimacy is about to change. Even though he's under curse, murder, didn't have Jesus, he's still back at, we talked about the zero point mm -hmm. last week. He still, his zero point, his normal was that he was in the face of God. And that's what he didn't want to change. Yeah. Here's Cain who doesn't know Jesus, who's in more intimate fellowship than most Christians we know. And yeah. honestly, he he probably was in more intimate fellowship than we are and we even know because right. I think our society has gotten that far off over time. And and that's not something that we like hearing. That's not something that we necessarily want to talk about. But if we want things to be better and we humble ourselves before God, we've got to honestly take a look at that and say, is this right? Is that really true? Am, am I more off than I think? And that, that's and what you'll find out is if God uh, says that it is right, then you'll find that out. And if it's not, he'll show you that too. But for us not to take the humble approach that asks that question of ourselves, it, uh, it opens up the door for us to slide down, 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 down. It opens up the door for us to move further and further away from God and not even know about it. And, and here's one of the things that's interesting in that original fellowship, you know, in Genesis, a lot of times people will worship in today's society the concept of God. They'll, you know, they'll know about God, but they never actually, they never actually know him. Uh, a lot of times, you know, God, this fellowship is not just found in the winds and the trees either. In other words, God can cause the beauty to happen all throughout nature. But that beauty itself is a symptom of his greatness and his great and good character. But that's not God himself. It's the symptoms of his goodness. Yeah. So you can see good in that and you should, but that doesn't mean him. Even in the in the garden, this is very important is, you know, we have this Bible. This Bible is so important and such a tool. But one of the big, big re things that we need to realize is when Adam and Eve woke up in the garden, there was not a Bible sitting there on a golden pedestal for them to worship. It wasn't that. Right. This is written and this is a picture of who God is. But they actually got to know the spirit. The, uh, we'll say it like this, the person of God. They were in intimacy with that person. That's totally different a lot than what we have experienced, even in church today. Yeah. They experienced a real spiritual fellowship with the creator of the universe. And there's some other examples, too, um, with Enoch and Moses. Yeah, over in Genesis 5, um, 21 through 24, we see Enoch. And it says, Enoch lived 65 years and became the father of Methuselah. Then Enoch walked with God 300 years after he became the father of Methuselah, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, 
for God took him. What a beautiful testimony. They are so close that yeah. he never, ever saw death. He just w- was walking one day, and God said, come on, let's go, let's go to my house. You know, I mean, what a powerful testimony. And again, we're looking, what are we redeemed yes. to? Well, so we're looking yeah. back to the zero point. We're yep. looking back to what God called normal. And now we're seeing it was still, they were under the curse, but they were closer to normal on the timeline than we are. And look what Enoch's walking in. Yeah, we've got Jesus. We've been redeemed from the curse. They were still walking under the curse. And yet Enoch just ceased to be. He just got to go yeah. home with God and never knew death. We're redeemed to that. That's what we can do. We can go walking one day and just yeah. cease to be because, you know. Walk Jesus more in the walk more in the spiritual. Right. And walk more with a spiritual understanding than we are in a physical understanding. It, it literally manifested in Enoch. And that's what we're actually as Christians now, he, Enoch didn't have Jesus. Yeah. As Christians now, we should be walking in more spiritual uh, things and not physical minded, not physical eyes, but spiritually minded, spiritual eyes, so that we see more of that than we do the flesh, than the physical. Well, that starts to shift and, and I mean, throw our way of thinking and yeah. how we've done business in, in the church and in our personal lives completely, uh, it changes everything. Yeah. And then we also have the testimony of Moses around uh, Exodus 19, uh, chapters 19 and 20. And uh, in that, you see Moses, he actually had the glory of God mm-hmm. come down on him. You know, here, here's the thing about Moses. I love this about Moses. He asked this. He said, Lord, show me your glory. I, I can tell you personally, I've had times where I felt close to God, and the last thing I wanted to do was say, Lord, show me your glory, because I was scared he might yeah. he might zap me for asking. And, <laughs> you know, and, sin and it was wrong thinking. Yeah. It's That's the wrong kind of thinking. That's actually anti-reset that yeah. we're talking about. But it was to the point where I was actually like, I don't know if I should ask that or not. I was scared about it. And yet, this is exactly where God wanted to take, take us. Here's Moses under the curse without Jesus, and he asked God, show me your glory. And God didn't zap him. No. God said, okay. Absolutely. Hey, God said, you can't do it like normal, but let's find a way. He sticks them in the cleft of the rock and he lets them pass by. And the glory of God, the spiritual nature and makeup of God, they they had a moment where they were so intimate. Well, the glory stuck around on Mm -hmm. Moses where he started shining like one of these lamps. You know, he started shining with the glory because the spiritual had become so real to him under the curse, didn't have Jesus. What are we redeemed to? When I'm sitting here Ooh. thinking, you know, if if God was willing to show Moses his glory, yeah, how much else are we missing that all we have to do is right. ask? You know, there's right. so much that God wants to show us, that God wants to do in our lives. And all he's waiting on us to do is, you know, do like Moses and say, did he just show, show me? me? Yeah. He's he's ready. It's we've already been redeemed to it. Yeah. He's just waiting on us. And there's so much more that we could be walking in. It's that life and abundance. But yeah. we fail to ask. We 
we keep ourselves like, you know, we were talking about, we keep ourselves in that sin consciousness and the, our physical thinking of, you know, that's like, as I was reading Enoch, I know somebody is going, no, you can't do that. That's just, that's not yeah. possible because we limit ourselves with the world and with the curse. We, we too often relate to the curse instead of what we've been redeemed to. And the whole time God is saying, just let me show you everything that I want you to have. Yeah. I, um, I was, I was just thinking about just how the Lord, you know, this scripture has been running through my spirit for the last couple of weeks, and it's the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout all the earth. And what he's looking for is somebody whose heart is right towards him so that he can show himself strong in. That's what he's looking for. The question is, will you be that person? Will you be the person that will open himself up and be willing to step into the things of God and say, Lord, show me who I need to be, what I need to be. Show me who you are. You know, reveal to me who you are. And that's intimacy. That, yeah. That's a reset. That's an intimate love between you and God where you can say those things. I know in our, in our relationship as husband and wife, we pretty much talk about anything. Yeah. That's intimacy. I can come to you. I can share with you when I'm not feeling good, when I'm not doing something good. I can share with you. When you've messed up. When I'm messed up. There's nothing off the table. That doesn't ever happen. No, yeah. You never mess That's up, I'm sure. But thinking. somebody's marriage, I'm sure they'll need I, to add I that. I appreciate you getting Obviously them correct on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, we'll repent later. Yeah. Hey, Lord, forgive us. And, and especially Nicole. Amen. So <laughs> drink now <laughs> it's a good time <laughs> um so anyway but <laughs> with digress. that intimacy we can pick we can yeah. joke we can have fun we can share things that make us happy things that make us sad in other words we can talk about anything right anything well that's the way it's supposed to be with god but a lot of times what happens is we don't see god in front of our eyes and when we don't see God in front of our eyes, all of a sudden, we literally, because of our physical way of thinking, stop thinking that he's real. Yeah. Stop thinking that he's actually with us and will never leave us or forsake us. We stop thinking along those lines, and all of a sudden, we stop talking to him. We stop being intimate. And we actually push aside the whole reason that Jesus came and died for us. The number one reason to take us into that intimacy, that eternal life, that first love. That's what reset is. And so right now, I just invite you, you know, here, let me ask you this question as, as we you know, prepare for this. Let me ask you this question. Did God love Moses and Enoch and Adam and Eve and Cain more than he loves you? And the answer is absolutely not. He loves you uh, with an everlasting love. And the word says that God is not a respecter of person. So if he would pour out his glory, uh, be intimate with these people, even out, outside of Jesus, he absolutely would be intimate with you, would ha express an intimacy and a reset with you, with Jesus. And so right now, I invite you, would you like to reset that Brian, Nicole, I need reset. I need to reset with Jesus right now. Would you make that choice right now? And if so, just pray with me. Just say, Father, right now, I just ask you to reset 
my fellowship. I reset with you myself. I make the choice to move into an intimacy with you. Lord, I believe that Jesus died for me and, Father, that you brought him back to life. And right now, I make him my Lord. Not just in my mind, not just in trivia, but with my heart. I believe and I accept him and I receive him. And right now, I am reset with you, Jesus, and with my Father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. Well, we just want to really thank you for joining us today, and uh, we want to. We just praise God that you joined in with us. We hope that you got something out of it. Always, you can contact us, send us prayer requests, send us testimonies, watch shows, listen to shows, uh, do all of that at connectionshow.org. And we just praise God for you. It's really been fun. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I work, we're wrapping up here, and I kind of don't want to because it was sweet and precious with the Holy Spirit, but. But we'll be back. We'll be back next week. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That'll be good. And we invite you to come back with us and invite you to come along this journey and let's connect with God and walk in this uh, reset, walk in this intimacy that God paid for. And we just praise you for it, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank Amen. you. Amen. Have a yeah, great have a day. Week. Have a good week. Thank you for joining Brian and Nicole on this week's broadcast of Connection. Connection is all about connecting you more intimately with Jesus. Through that, we want to help you find your joy again and really live. Contact us or watch more shows online at connectionshow.org. We love you. Have a great week.